Hi, my name is Yemi, and I'm here with my co-host, Philia. Hey. And welcome to Treading Treading Faith. Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to taking a deep dive into open, honest, difficult, and fun conversations surrounding everyday life and relationships while navigating the waters of faith. So, Philia, what are we talking about today? Well, Yemi, we are in the season of the power of parables, where we take a closer look at the parables of Jesus Christ and put a current spin on it. I mean, what I love is that Jesus had the wisdom to simplify profound spiritual truths with humanity in the form of relatable stories, and he made them a lot easier to understand. So today, the parable that I'm going to discuss is the parable of the master of a household. In this parable, Jesus is telling his disciples that those who study and know the word of God are rich with knowledge and understanding of God's kingdom. Now, the parable of the master of a household will be taken from the book of Matthew, chapter 13, verses 51 to 52. I will be using the NIV version, but please feel free to use any version of your choice. And I begin. Have you understood all these things? Jesus asked. Yes, they replied. He said to them, therefore, every teacher of the law who has become a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out his storeroom, new treasures as well as old. Amen. Amen. I mean, that's a really good parable, but I'm interested in learning what does it actually mean? Okay. Well, I I like this parable because, you know, when I think of being a master of your own household, I think that I feel that you are the person who sets the rules. You regulate the climate. You are the pulse that keeps the heartbeat of your household. So in this, I think that you're responsible for setting like the best examples. And in this, you're setting the best examples for the kingdom of God, you know, setting the tone for Christ in your household, making sure that, you know, your children follow Christ, making sure that everything that everyone in your household does is aligned with with, with God, you know, aligned with the things that God wants. So I, I look at that as, as being the master of your household. I mean, I feel that as the master of your household, you must stand even stronger to be sure that people follow the rules. And, you know, in order to stay happy, you know, you you have to do the things that are right in order to make sure that your household is run well. So in this, like I said, Christ mentioned um, to, to the disciples that you have to have a full understanding of these things. And as I said, they, they replied and they said, yes. But every teacher of the law who has become a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of his household. And by um, by giving new treasures as well as old is also knowing and understanding the word of God. I agree. I think it's very interesting that Jesus used this parable after in the same chapter where he talks about the parable of the weeds, the, uh, excuse me, the parable, the hidden treasure, the pearl, the fishing net. I mean, these are all a culmination of, hey, I've given you these parables to understand the kingdom of heaven. But what's most important is that once you learn these parables, you become the master of your household. Mm -hmm. You have these treasures, you have new and old. And I think like, I'm thinking about, well, what is new and what is old with these treasures? Like, do you, can you help me understand what 
is the new treasure and what's the old treasure for you? I think for me, the new treasure is knowing um, everything about Christ, Christ's new ways, being a new, being a fresh, knowing that everything that Jesus did is for, he was the intercessor for us. He died for our sins. So knowing that even if you have sinned, that you are forgiven as long as you ask for forgiveness and that you understand that you will have everlasting life as long as you stay on the right side, as long as you accept you know, Christ as your Lord and Savior. I think the old is knowing that we have these commandments that we must follow. We have these rules that are basic rules right? That didn't necessarily come in our New Testament, but it's just knowing our moral obligation to do right and to be righteous. And I think for me, those are the old treasures and the new treasures, bringing forth all of those so that man can can align themselves with those things. Fair, fair. I, I think so too. I think the knowledge that we have of the kingdom and of Christ, those are all the new treasures, right? And if you're the master of the household, you're going to bring out these treasures when you have company because you want to share. Right. And I think the old treasures is trying to reconcile like you said, the Old Testament with the New Testament. Mm -hmm. So you have all these stories and you hear how, you know, God ruled and the things that he wanted done and, and, uh, the um the testaments but we also know that jesus said some of those things are the old ways and the new ways are, are trump that but some things that we have to hold on to right. we you know that in the old testament god was very very strict about obedience god is very very strict about putting him first and these are things that we carry on in in the with the knowledge of christ and the knowledge of of the kingdom right. of god is that we need to still be obedient to right. god we still need to put god first worship god we need to get rid of the idols get rid of everything around us i mean I listened to church and church was talking about the idols that we have. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a statue of a deity that isn't God. It could be, I think my idol, and I say this all the time, is Instagram, right? I can scroll on Instagram all the time and it becomes a form of worship because this becomes my religion. It's like the rules that I'm I'm trying to set, the, the standard I'm trying to meet is whatever anyone else is putting on Instagram, whatever is popular on Instagram, everyone is doing this over and over again. So that means I need to become part of it. And I think we need to be able to discern what we need to leave in the past and what we need to bring um, to the future. Right, right. And, and I think that is the example of going out to make disciples, right? Um, going out to make disciples is not necessarily... Um, the command is just making sure that when you go out, you are telling, you know, people of, of the purpose of what Christ is for, what Christ has done for us and letting them understand that the more people believe, the more people, the more souls that we win over, the, the, the happier our, our world would be, you know, knowing that they will have everlasting life. And I think in this, when you think of the house, you as the master of your household, like I mentioned, you are setting that tone. So even in my household, right, I am like the prayer warrior. Now it's great if you have a household where you have a kingdom man, but as a kingdom woman, I feel that it's important that I pray for my children. I pray for my relationship. I pray for my household. I pray for my finances so that our house can be run smoothly. I pray that Everyone in my household, you know, is uh, understands the word of God and is covered by the blood of Jesus. Like that is really important. So bringing up these old treasures and new, it's trying to make amends with both, but making sure that we are not 
you know, we live in this world, but we're not of this world, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and, and it's important because here we are, but how do you navigate that and understand the true meaning of that? And I think that's, that's the importance of being the master of your household. Yeah, I totally agree. I think we are in this world and not of this world. And it's one thing to set the tone for everyone in your household, but you're right. Like everyone is, there's going to be different people in your household. And let's think about also guests, right? You're going to have different people coming from outside, right. but they're going to be your children, your significant other. They're going to yeah. go out into the world and they're going to encounter things that challenge their Christian faith and their teaching. And it's how do you reconcile that and how do you stay in touch with what is important mm. and being a master of your household is reinforcing those ideas. And mm. I think this is why God, right. Jesus said this at the end mm -hmm. of, um, of Matthew 13, because he's trying to reinforce, take home all these parables that he shared with all of us. He's saying, I've taught you these lessons, but to be the master of these of your household is to really understand and apply, mm. not just hear the word, but be doers of the world. Right. And you mentioned that we're in this world, but not of this world. And it goes back to Romans 12 too, when, when it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, mm. that by the yeah. testing, but that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, mm. what is good and acceptable and perfect. So when you mm. have these lessons, mm. the master of your household is right. teaching you these lessons, you take them out into the world. And likewise, when people come into your house, maybe they're visitors or maybe they're the people of your household who go out and come back, you know, they're going to be bringing the things of the world. And you need to be able to reconcile. You need to be able to have the, the knowledge that you can test what is good and acceptable because not everything is bad, right? Oh, and there's lots of things that we can, you know, take from this world. But most importantly, when making disciples, we need to understand their right. perspective. We need to be able to relate to them. Right. So maybe those are the old things of the world, the mm -hmm. old treasures, right? Like, like think about the Bible, right? Like you had this old, this Bible, you had an old Testament, but we know in the new, in the new things, we have different translations. We mm -hmm. have it on our phone. Mm -hmm. We don't have to carry mm -hmm. those. Doing things, we can right? highlight, right. we can post. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's different ways of being Christian that like right. the old is not so bad. The new is not so bad, but we need to, you know, mm -hmm. kind of reconcile and we need right. to take what's really good and put it together to be a good master, That's not beautiful. to ignore the the old and say that that's bad. That's the old way of doing it. But take what's important and still good mm -hmm. and apply it and make it marry the new. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yes. Marrying the two. It's uh, reconciling both. I think it's important because, you know, I remember, you know, always knowing that when you go into church, you wear your Sunday best. But now you see people going to church with jeans, you know, <laughs> hats, shorts. And it's like, because they're trying to say that, God is going to accept you as you are, you know, mm -hmm. and don't worry about that. I mean, it's nice if you had your Sunday best, but even if you didn't, it doesn't make you a worse person than the person who's dressed up nicely because that's all, you know, that's all I, I would say, um, not necessarily materialistic, but that's still your outer appearance, but mm -hmm. what's inside is what counts, right? So I think it's really important for us to be wealthy in knowledge and understanding of God's kingdom, because truly that is the thing that's going to get us into, uh, to get us to have everlasting life. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I 100% agree. I think, I think this is a really good way to kind of cap off mm -hmm. um, some of the parables that we have already discussed. Right. And uh, one of the things that 
I love to say is that anyone is in Christ is a new creature. So mm. you're, you're reborn, you have something new, you have your new treasures, but just because you're a new creature doesn't mean that you don't bring some of the old and even some of the old that you may think may think that you know you have to get rid of and some christians say like get rid of that right. don't do the old, that. yeah right, right. like right. even they say you know you don't as a christian you don't do these things mm -hmm. sometimes it takes time it does. you know and god works in us like my pastor will say change is not an event it's a process, process right. and so i want to and i want to mm -hmm. encourage everyone to to know that just because you are a new creature in christ doesn't mean your old life disappears immediately right. When the Holy Spirit ministers to you, when you accept Jesus Christ and you're endowed with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit ministers to you. You grow, you evolve, you change. That's a part of life. But that's an essential part of being a Christian, mm -hmm. that you grow and evolve. And some things you'll put away, right? Like as a child, I, I thought as a child and I played as a child. But when I grew as a man, I did manly things. Mm -hmm. So all these things will come in time. And I just want to just say, don't let anyone pressure you you as a Christian that you cannot absolutely must not do there's some things that you cannot do right I'm not gonna say that you, like there's some things you cannot yes, do maybe yes, we'll talk yes. about another right another podcast right. right but there's some things that you shouldn't do right. but there's some things that will progress right like maybe over time some things that you will no longer want to do or you'll no longer have a heart for right that's when you put the old aside but remember when you're marrying the old with the new it's because you are human and, and the change will come, but you know, sometimes it could be slowly. Sometimes the Holy spirit has to convict you and, and you want to change. It's not going to come from like someone telling you, you must not do this. You must do this. It is a sin to do this. Yeah. You know, don't go to the club. Right. Oh, right. it's not, it may not happen like that, right. but over time, when you stay in the world and stay in Christ, you may start to shed the things of the right. world Your and really yeah. starts to really come alive, right? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. that is when you know Holy Spirit is really working in us and not you know, we're not fighting against it. So I yeah. think that that is a wonderful uh parable that we should definitely, you know, continue to try to live by. Yeah, I think being a master um of your household mm -hmm. is just about your growth, right? Yes. And and acknowledging what treasures are new and old, but most importantly, it's about your growth. So you accept Christ, you learn about the wisdom and uh, of the kingdom, you work towards eternal life right. and become rich in knowledge. Become rich in knowledge. Right. right. And transfer mm -hmm. those skills. <laughs> transfer to others. To others. Mm -hmm. Yes. Absolutely. It's the understanding is important and it's essential for our salvation. Yes. So I hope this resonated with you. Yes. Um, and we we love sharing this parable and we're looking forward to discussing this with you live. Mm -hmm. But stay tuned for announcements and prayer. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today on the parable of the master of a household. We hope you enjoyed the discussion. And before we wrap, we have a few announcements and then we would like to close in prayer. First, we would like to announce that we will be back next week with another podcast on the parable of the unforgiven servant found in Matthew chapter 13, verses 23 to 34. We will also be hosting our next Wisdom Wednesday Live on YouTube next Wednesday, April 6th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on our YouTube channel, Treading Faith.
Treading Faith is also our Instagram handle. Follow us on IG to keep current on what is happening with Treading Faith. Lastly, our podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, and our website, treadingfaith.captivate.fm, and where other podcasts are found. You can subscribe and share with your friends, family, colleagues, and neighbors alike. Now, let's join together in prayer. We believe in the power of prayer and specifically praying the text of the Bible because according to Isaiah 55, 11, God's word will not come back void. And we also believe our prayers are strengthened in numbers. So we ask that you come into agreement with us for this prayer. Lord, Father God, we honor and bless your holy name. We thank you for this day. We thank you for your glory and your presence in our lives. According to Matthew 18, 20, when two or more are gathered in his name, you are present. We welcome you and we thank you for your presence, not just now and today, but continually in our daily lives. Father God, we have learned many things from your parables. And as you have taught us in this parable today, one who has learned and gained so much from the parable is like a master of a household who shares the old and new treasures with everyone in their household and their neighbors. Father God, we thank you for this knowledge that you have given us. And we thank you for the Holy Spirit that gives us a spirit of wanting to share, to share the testimony of your good your goodness, your love, your grace, and your mercy, how everything you have done has transformed our lives, how the gift of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ has given us a gift of eternal life. We bless and honor you, Father, for these gifts. But Father, most importantly, we want to be like a good master of the household with these treasures and share them with the world. Father, first we ask you for understanding so that we understand how to apply the parables and the principles of the kingdom of heaven to our lives and how we can use the principles and our lives as examples to teach and show others. James 1.5 says, if you lack wisdom, ask God who generously gives to all without reproach. Father, so we ask you for wisdom. We ask you to open our eyes, open our ears, and open our hearts, and open our minds to understanding. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Father, when your word resides in us richly, we have nothing else we can do. We can do nothing else but sing your praise and give testimonies to your glory and goodness. Father, we ask that we see all that you are doing in our lives so that you can be praised. We ask that the Holy Spirit open our minds to understand so that we we know and feel and, and, and can really grasp how the kingdom of heaven is at hand and applies to our daily lives. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Oh, Father God, 
We are new creatures in Jesus Christ. We are the new treasures. The old treasures are the things that we have saved that we are now utilizing in our new lives as new creatures. It's not that we throw away everything from the past. It's that we apply the wisdom of the kingdom of God to it. So that whatever needs to be put away as childish, we put it away. But whatever needs to be developed and brought into accordance with your rules and your reign, we do so. Whatever needs to be blessed, to bring tenfold more, to show your glory for the gifts and abilities you have given, we apply the kingdom of God. These are our old and new treasures that we generously share with those in our household because we want them to follow the ways and the rules of you, your Lord, um, of, your, of your wisdom and your, your kingdom. Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind so that by the testing of your faith, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Oh, Father God, we are still in this world. And there are so many things that we need to learn about your wisdom, about your about uh, about about how to apply to the world, so that we don't get stuck just being creatures of the world. We want to be creatures of your kingdom, but we are in this world, not of it. You have called us to set us apart. But who are we if we feel like we are better than anyone else in this world? No, Father, that's why we are in this world, so that we can experience the world and glean from it what is necessary to apply to your kingdom and glean from it what is necessary to use as examples of how you can transform, how these things are, how things of this world may be blessings from you that can help us be renewed, that can help others be renewed. Father. Give us wisdom and understanding. Let our minds be transformed so that we know how to separate ourselves and the things that we do. That we know how to discern what is truly of this world and not of you. And that we only pick the things that are good and holy and just in your sight. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, We With unveiled face, behold the glory of the Lord. We are being transformed into the same image for the degree of glory. For that comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Father, we ask for your Holy Spirit to transform us. We ask for your love to transform us. Father God, when we are transformed, we share the knowledge and the wisdom we have with others. There is no way that we want to be anything but disciples and good stewards of your kingdom. We know that we can apply these principles in our household so that anyone who enters, anyone who lives within and dwells within, follows the kingdom of your follows your way, your rule, your kingdom. It's like Joshua said in 2415, 
But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day who you will serve, whether the gods of your ancestor, the things of the world, (laughs) or the gods that you have learned from the others around you, the things of this world. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. We can proudly say, Father, that for us and our household, we will serve the Lord. But it's not just to say it, but it's to do it and to show it to those around us. Let us be the master of our household. Let us apply the rules and kingdoms, the rules of the kingdom of God to our household. Lord, help us, guide us, lead us, give us direction, give us insight, give us wisdom. We ask these things from you, O Father, who richly gives and freely gives, because you are a loving God who loves his children and wants them to acquire the new treasures and show the world the old treasures really belong to you. According to Matthew 18, if at least two of us on earth agree about anything we ask for, it will be done by our Father in heaven. So we come into agreement together to say amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Father God. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. We love you and we'll see you next week. Bye.